Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage is from Psalm 107, 108, and 109. Again, we're in this we're in this bulk of the Psalms here that are very lengthy. Um, they're all penned by David and David was fully expressing himself in these psalms, and so they are at length. So I'm going to graze them as best as I can in the short amount of time that we have together. So in Psalm 107, it starts off by saying, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble. You know, and that's become a saying. You know, there's some of these... There's some of these sayings in the church that get floating, they kind of float around, you know, like, um, you know, let's worship him in spirit and in truth. And, you know, and then this is another one, like, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And, you know, you kind of say these things in church and you kind of, amen, amen. You know, you don't really know what they're talking about sometimes. Um, let the redeemed of the Lord say so is saying, has the Lord redeemed you? Okay, that's the first question. Um, if he's done it, then tell someone. If he's done it, then praise him for it. Have you been redeemed? Have you been restored? Have you been made new? Have you been brought out of a pit? Have you been cried out to God in a place of lowness that you never thought you'd get out of and he pulled you out of there? Okay, then. Then don't forget about it. Okay? Basically, it's looking out at a room full of people that have probably just about all forgotten what God's done and say, hey, redeemed, why don't you say so? Okay, are you the redeemed? Then, st- then stand up on your feet, lift up your hands, and tell the assembly of people what God has done. Right? And, re- and, and in doing so, remind yourself that you're the redeemed. Remind yourself that without God coming and doing a work in you, then you would be already wasted away somewhere. Okay? And so this kind of sets the theme of this and uh, he goes through a lot of different situations and at the end of every situation it says let them and then it says an instruction like verse 8 it says let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love okay in verse 15 let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man verse 21 let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works, the children of the Lord. And so it's, it, it's, it gives different situations in which someone might be redeemed. And then basically saying, now, if that applies to you, then thank the Lord for His steadfast love. Okay, and so what I want, what I want us to do is as we read through this psalm, if, we, if, if the box checks us, if... Uh, if the if the box meets what we're doing, okay, then we we respond with then I will thank the Lord. Okay, so it says some wandered in desert waste, finding no way, 
to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them. From their distress, he led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Right? And so that's that's us. Some, some of us, have, we look at our lives and we go, you know, I was wandering. I had nowhere to go. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was empty. I was lonely. And in that broken state, I cried out to the Lord and he delivered me and he put me on a straight path to reach a place where I could dwell in comfortably. And because I now live in that land, I'm the redeemed of the Lord and I'm going to say so. I thank the Lord for his steadfast love. I, I, um, I thank the Lord for what he's done in my life. Then it goes, Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. He burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord. And so it's a slightly different situation. Okay, now we're, we're talking about someone here that was uh, uh, in a situation of bondage. Okay, and uh, then the Lord actually put an extra amount of weight upon their shoulders. Just not, not, not um, out of really anger, but because the extra weight would cause them to collapse, which then turned them, right? They were already headed down a bad path, but there was kind of a supernatural move where God came in and did a humbling work, right? And so they recognized that they were in bondage and then that God had come in and humbled them. And now once they turned to him, he broke off their bonds altogether, you know, this could apply to a lot of situations, but I, I, you know, I sort of think of it like, think about it like addiction and think about it like someone who's in a, in a, in a, you just, so many different addictions you could insert there, but let's just say drug addiction. And then, you know, all at once, you know, the, uh, you know, the police were to show up at your house and, you know, anonymous tip and you get busted on this and now you get imprisoned. Well, you're there for your own reason, okay? No, nobody did this. You did this, okay? This was your fault, your problem. But you could look at it and go, but then while you're in prison, you know, you have an encounter with the Lord and he sets you free and they, they, release, your, they release you from prison. Maybe that you served and they, you just had God's favor and they let you out and, you know, just they... they uh, the sentence was reduced, you know, just some kind of a way where you could sense God's favor on this, or even you serve your full sentence, but God just did a work in your heart there. So this is, that's just one example of, I put myself in this position. God seemed to quicken my discipline from, cause I could have, sir, I could have been in drug addiction for my whole life and just died and gone to hell. But thank God that I got busted. Thank God that the weight fell on me. Thank God that the, the wife confronted me about the situation. Thank God that the work, you know, uh, fired me. Thank God that, you know, some of these bad things, but that put me in a place of brokenness where I then turned to him and then he actually came and dealt with the major issue and he broke my, he broke my chains apart. 
Okay, so I'm going to thank the Lord. And so just another example, I, I'm just running out of time, but I love this psalm because we're all going to fall into these. Maybe we're all going to, maybe we're going to fall into many of them, but we're all going to fall into one of them. And so for that reason, let us say so. Let us stand up and share with others. Let us tell of our testimony. I was wandering in a desert broken place and the Lord rescued me. I had shackles around my hands and the Lord broke them off of me. And so we do that to tell others because it, it may be the word that they need to pull them out of the pithetarium, but we also do it because Revelation says we're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When we share our testimony, it stirs our faith up because it puts us back in the position that we've, we've forgotten about because we are forgetful people, but it puts us back into that place where we remember um, the steadfast love of God and His wondrous works, okay? And so... Um, there's so many other examples in 107. It just continues on in that path. Uh, people that were in storms and uh, people that were humbled. You know, people that uh, people that cried out. There's one you're talking about just crying out to God in a situation where you felt like you were going to die. Right? It talks about being out out at sea. But how many people cry out to God in a time when they thought when they thought they were going to die? Yeah, you know, like when you ride in your car with your best friend or something, you know, <laughs> and you go, man, if I can get, if I just get back home, God, I promise, I'll just I'll I'll turn my life around, you know. And you know, you're on a, you know, me and my son are going to the fair later on today, and I, <laughs> you know, those those rides scare scare me, and I'm already kind of thinking that, you know, thinking that way. Um, you know, God, just get me back here today, you know, <laughs> you know, but that's, but, but, but even real, but real, you know, those kind of joking moments that are sometimes not so joking, but even the more serious times of when you have a cancer diagnosis or when, when you were in a bad car accident or, I mean, we, we've all experienced some, so many of these moments where we didn't, we, we, maybe we cried out to God in a moment where we didn't even know if we were going to make it and we made it. So let us say so. Right. And so. It's just fantastic. Um, Psalm 108, I got to move on just because I want to do my best to cover all three of these. But um, I could really linger in 107 for a while. Read it on your own and meditate on it. It's beautiful. Psalm 108, my heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Now, steadfast, is that's a word, spiritual word. It means um, stayed, stayed, like firmly planted. It means... Uh, to intently gaze upon, it means to lock in, okay, to not turn away from. Uh, so my heart is stayed. My heart is stuck on you, God. Um, it's not turning, it's not tilting, it's locked in on you. And so for that reason, I'm going to sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre, I will awake the dawn. Meaning I'm going to wake up this world with my praise. It's on my It's burning on my lips that before the sun rises, I got to go praise you because that's how good you are. You can always hear just how in love David is with God. And, and we should yearn, Lord, help us to love you this much. You know, God, help us to, to cultivate a relationship of blessing you and praising you so much that the, that that your goodness is on the forefront of our mind in our in our sleep and even as we awaken and we just can't get to you fast enough to barge through the back door of our homes and say you know god you're so good and, and so uh, that that was that was the way david's speaking here and he says i will give thanks to you O lord 
among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. You know, and then he goes on and, and he says, With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. And so David just expressing it, if if God is if God is with us, then what could be against us? Okay? And then he goes on in 109 and he says, uh, be not silent, O God of my praise. And, and he starts to speak of uh, people being against, uh, being against him. And uh, he says, you know, but I give myself to prayer. They, they, in return for my love, they accuse me, but I give myself to prayer. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. And then he goes on a bit of what we would almost call a rant. And he is praying some bold <laughs> prayers for major destruction to come upon a wicked person here. Okay? Major destruction. And now this is an interesting passage because, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to bless those who curse us and, you know, love our enemies. And someone takes the, you know, the coat off our back, offer him our shirt also. And someone smacks you on the right side of your face, offer him the left. And so this is an interesting passage for such a, for such a cry for vengeance to be taken. Okay, but I want to speak on it because, number one, I want to say that David is dealing with a very, very deep level of evil. And you can get that from, from the telling of the, uh, the story. You know, wicked and deceitful mouths are open against me. They encircle me with words of hate. They attack me without cause. There are very few people in our lives that honestly are going to check all of the boxes that David checks just in his description of what was happening to him. Number one, I would say probably about, this is hard to hear. People don't like to hear this, and I get it. But number one, about 80% of the time when people don't like you, I'm just making up 80%, but you know, it just feels right. <laughs> when people don't like you and they have bad things to say, um, you did do something. Okay, that that's just, like, you know, Maybe even inadvertently so, but you did or said something, you know, that that caused this uh, this friction. And if it was intentional, you can repent and go and come to them, and this can be this can be made well. Now, even if you didn't do something. You may have inadvertently done or said something and they got easily offended by you and you can still go to them and clear the air and this can still be made well. And that's especially true in the church. Well, you have no, uh, you have no endorsement from God to, to keep a hatred against anyone that's in the body of Christ. Okay, this psalm is not directed towards a brother or a sister. This is completely to someone who is without God. This is a, to a godless, immoral person. And I'm not talking like godless and immoral because they're your Sunday school teacher and they ate the last donut. I mean like truly godless and immoral. So already we have to look at this in a different way because the people in community with us, the people in church with us, we have a call to maintain unity with. And that means through transparency and communication. So so we're, we already know we're talking about a different kind of relationship. 
But we're, we're also talking about someone that is, is, like I said, truly evil, you know, truly against David for no reason. And David, instead of whipping out his uh, sword or his giant slang slingshot, and wearing this boy out, which we know he could do, because David was a bad mamma jamma. Okay, you quote me on that. Uh, he killed his ten thousands, the scripture says. Uh, and so, you know, remember when he goes and he comes back, he, <laughs> you know, that story with the with the Philistines, and he, he brings back all their foreskins, and if you've never heard of that before, you're like, wow, we... I need to read that story. Yeah, he was a bad dude, okay? My point is, this is actually restraint. David saying, this man is so wicked, God cut him down. God cut him down. Don't let him have power and reign and rule. You know, he's wicked. He's evil. He's, 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 he's killing people without just cause, you know? And, and, and I just... I just want us to understand the epitome of that. And I don't mean evil like he's voting on things, you know, that are... <laughs> we don't understand the evil in the right context of what these men would have spoke of. Like, no, you don't understand. He voted for a tax raise in my community. Let him be struck down by God. You know, gas is 350 No, no, no that, that, that's ridiculous. Listen, the word says pray for those who are in leadership. Pray for those who are in power. Okay, so so... So what kind of people <laughs> would I be able to pray? Strike them down. Let, let, their, let their existence cease. You know, well, we're talking about a deep level of evil. We're, we're talking about um, someone that is truly going about and, you know, murdering of, of, of Christians, killing, uh, you know, uh, of people aimlessly uh, that you know no one has done wrong to them but they are doing wrong to everyone and even then our hearts are that they would be redeemed and that they would turn and our minds are not let me take vengeance into my own hands but when I feel as though they're not going to turn and there is no repentance near, and this is a deep level of evil and wickedness that even, bef even before I draw my own sword, I come before the Lord and I ask Him to deal with this wickedness this, that is in front of me, right? And um, so just, just wanted to touch on that because Psalm 109 is an interesting one. And then he goes on to say, you know, but you, O Lord, are my God, and deal on behalf of me for your name's sake, because your steadfast love is good, deliver me. Help me to get through this difficult situation. And Lord, this wicked person that has risen and is seeking destruction, Lord, deal with them. Deal with them. You know, and that's a and that's a righteous prayer. You know, deal with them. You know, when people do wrong to you, you say, God, deal with them and deal with me according to to your steadfast love and deal with them, whatever that looks like. Now we fight in a spiritual battle in the spiritual realm. And so uh, things are a little bit different as far as warfare goes. You know, big nine foot tall giants don't come and bang on my door anymore and I need to, to you know, cut their head off. That's just not the way that warfare is existing in this this present state that we're living in. Uh, now it's a, I'm getting a little deep this morning, I'm out of time, but now what we're dealing with is that the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood. Uh, 
but we fight against evil rulers and principalities in the unseen world. And so even when you look at Psalm 109, really the best way to look at it is to read the hatred and the uh, passion that David had against his enemy and remember who your enemy is because it's no single person. It is the father of lies, the accuser of the brethren. It is Satan. And uh, we we pray and believe and decree that his works are uh, ruined and finished regarding me and our people and our house. And we know in good faith that he will be burning forever in the lake of fire.